Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show, and you definitely got tickets. And drinks. Now hurry and make it back to your spot. Pass this person and that person about 20 more. Ooh, watch out for feet. Hey. Just keep going. A little further. Oh, there's your friend. Over here. Right where you want to be. Close enough to see the set list. And they're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. The Health Profession Scholarship Program from the U.S. Army Healthcare Team can offer full tuition for med students. That's the Army difference. Learn more at GoArmy.com slash tuition paid. Are you sick of dating with dating apps? Apparently, there are a tremendous amount of dating apps now. I can kind of speak to this as I met my wife almost 16 years ago on Match.com, but that was a very different time. And since then, the internet and apps have exploded with different options for dating for people. Honestly, feels very confusing. Well, my guest today is Dina Brenchy, and she's looking to take us back to a time when there were no dating apps and learning how to date without using apps, connecting in person, gaining a good understanding of what people like and they don't like, and being honest and being upfront. So if you're out there dating right now, this podcast is for you. Check out my episode with Dina Brenchy. Boom, we're in the place to be. Oh man, so it was really awesome to see you, Dina. Is, is it Dina or Dina? I don't want to mess up people's name. Dina. Yeah, no. Yes, got it right first try. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I, you know what? I've had some really interesting people on. I feel like I'm on a whole like this past week, like uh, a dating sex therapy guest, like people like in the same kind of like larger scope of like sexual health and wellness and dating and relationships. So um, I'm really excited to have you on and discuss primarily, and who knows where it's going to lead, dating without the use of apps. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, so I've been a dating coach for three years, and it's been really interesting to see this pattern of people coming to me and saying, I'm so sick of dating apps. Like, it's the same thing over and over again it's just a photo and a bio and I feel so restricted and also I just feel like it's dehumanizing swiping on faces right because you're just like no yes no and it's like not actually engaging with another human being right you're just engaging with your phone and then when you go to actually talk to someone dialogue is almost lost because you don't know what to do without the assistance of your phone and having the time to like text back. And so it really is like become this lost art form communication. And so that's kind of what birthed this course and why I developed it. And um, it's been just like a labor of love for me. It's been so much fun getting to create this content and getting to share it the way that I do and, um, and getting to share it with people like you. And it's just amazing. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course, of course. So tell me like, what was the moment that you thought, 
I want to do this. Like, I want to be a dating coach. I really want to help people. What, what was the kind of that something that pushed you into that, like over the, like the critical point where you're like, yep, I'm going to do this. So I love dating. Like I've always loved dating. <laughs> um, I have so much fun with it. What is it about dating? dating. Love. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's like, I like engaging with new people. Like it's fun for me to get to meet new people and see what makes them tick, see what makes them work. It's like you probably interviewing different people on the podcast. Right. Yeah. But true. I just do it out at dinner. Um, <laughs> so I love it. Like I love just getting to like have that connection with another human being and be in that space and be loving and, and having fun. And um, so I think I was out with a friend and we were at a coffee shop together and he was, you should be a coach. Like you should help people to date because you're so good at it and you do it all the time and I'm like you know what you're right they say do what you love and here I am like I'm doing it and this is what I love and I yeah continue to love dating so what's your philosophy on dating like you're you're doing it all the time what's the philosophy behind your approach to dating so be yourself right mm -hmm. right um be the most authentic version of you that exists and I think a lot of that comes from mindfulness and meditation and being in the present moment. Like I don't have my phone out ever on a date, right? Like I am present with that human. I'm facing them. I'm looking at them. I'm feeling what they're, what they're giving me energetically, what their eyes are doing, what their face is doing. I think so being present, not just with yourself, but with this other entity, right? That's what makes dating fun. What well, makes it fun for me. And I'm sure everybody I, I date has fun as well. <laughs> What's the expectation of the of dating? Like you said, you're dating a lot. Like, is it like is there is is the dating the expectation for a long term thing, or is it just kind of like serial dating to kind of just see who's out there? What's that? What's the approach on that? Yeah. So for me, um, a lot of it is is um, is kind of at least for me, it like helps me build research. Um, and I'm very transparent, you know, I'm like, I'm a dating coach. This is what I do. Like, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to go hang out with you, but also like, it's going to be a part of my process, you know, and, and as a dating coach, like I'm probably going to ask you some funny questions or some bizarre questions. Um, I always ask at the end for them to rate the date and why, and, uh, which oh. everyone thinks is fun and funny. Right. Um, so I think it's, uh, so for me personally, that's what it's about, but I think I use all that knowledge, all that data, um, to help my clients. So if you're you're going on these dates, is there an expectation that like if it's if it's like research and stuff like that, it's basically not going beyond just the dating. It's just like, hey, we're just dating. There's we're not there's not going to be more than this, you know. Right, right. Um, and and I think if I if I was to look for a partner long term, that would have to be like a completely different mindset, right? Like I wouldn't be going into it with the mindset that I have, which is, this is probably gonna be pretty short term and I can help you find someone who might be your forever partner, but it's probably not me. <laughs> right, right. So you're not helping. So you're, I'm trying to get this together. So you're approaching from the angle of just purely dating, not moving from dating to a long-term relationship. This is just dating. When I coach, it's helping people find a long-term relationship. Okay. But my personal dating life, is not about that. Right. What, what, why is that? I'm just curious. Mm. Um, I don't know. Cause it's like 
not the phase of life that I'm in right now. Like I'm young and I'm playful and I'm fun. And my business is like my main focus and it is my joy, my passion and my everything. And it's all all I want to do and think about. And I think once that's been kind of established and I feel a little bit more grounded, then I could probably start looking for something a little bit more serious or long-term. What makes you fun during a date? I want to know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about Oh, my God. It's the best time ever. So um, I think what makes it fun is that I'm non-judgmental. Nothing's ever awkward to me. Everything is just enjoyable. Like, I have a good time with everything and everyone. Um, I'm always engaged. Like, I'm always asking and engaged and, and pleasant and exciting. And I share stories and I have stories. And um, so I think it's just all of that, right? Kind of like that is like the little path that everyone's kind of looking for. Like, to be engaged with, they want to be truly seen, and then they want to see you. Like, that is what dating is. Like, everyone wants to see and be seen, right? Um, so I think just being present in the moment is is what allows for that. Awesome. Now, the rating the date, I haven't heard of that before. I mean, I haven't dated in a long time. I've been married for 15 years, so I'm completely out of the whole system. But <laughs> I've been out of that system a long time, man, <laughs> you know? But what's the so how do people receive this rating of the date at the end? What's been the reactions you get with people? Um, usually they laugh at first and then I usually press on like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> how do you feel like it went? How do you feel like you did? How do you feel like I did? What do you think in the dynamic worked? What do you think that you would want to shift or you would want to be different? Um, and just getting them to be a little bit more introspective about the process because if you're not aware of how you're showing up or or how you're engaging with someone else, then when they do go to meet them, I think it like actually allows them to be a little bit deeper about how they're engaging. And they'll be like, oh, I never thought about that, like how I engage or how you're engaging with me. You know, so um, I don't know. I think it gets people to think and it's fun. And uh, usually they laugh a lot. What else do what else do you ask during a date that maybe is a little different than what people are normally doing? You know, normal surfacey stuff that people are doing. What else are you asking during that time? So something that I think is a kind of a fun question, and I usually ask it pretty early on, is like, what are the three things that are hardest to love about you? So hmm. that gets them thinking like. I'm not saying that I wouldn't love that about you, right? But what it's what makes it kind of difficult? Like what's what's harder to love about you, right? So is it like your stubbornness? Is it that you're late for everything? Is it that <laughs> you know whatever it is, right? Like mine is that I'm so whimsical and I'm I'm like so flighty. Um some people call it impulsive. I just mm-hmm. call it whimsical. Yeah. But um I am I'm so whimsical. Like I will jump out of a plane and just figure out on the way down if I have a parachute. I'm like, I got this and most of the time I don't got this, but <laughs> that's just my style. Have you ever heard like some really weird answers to that question? I, you know, I don't, again, like, again, I don't think anything's weird. Like everyone is so different and diverse. And I love that. Like, I love when people give me anything different that I've never heard. I'm always like, yes, that's so cool. Um, but I don't, again, I don't think anything's weird. Like people tell me all the time. They're like, oh, I have this weird fetish or I do this weird thing. And I'm like, 
first of all, it's not weird. And second of all, I've probably heard it before. And if I haven't, it's probably pretty normal. Like everything is just normal because you're a human and you like what you like. All right. Well, I got, we got to dive deeper in this. So uh, I want to know some more things you're asking. Cause that's a very powerful, powerful question. Like mm. people are probably pausing pretty hard when you ask them that because they're probably not used to answering a question like that in their life, like ever. Sure. Right. So I wonder like, what are so, some other things as well? In addition to that, I, I got to hear some more. We're on this date right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I would probably, I might ask you like, when's the last time you cried and what was that? What was that experience for you? When do you think that emotion comes up for you the most? What are things in your life that bring you joy and why do they bring you joy? You know, so I think it's um, it's assessing like all parts of them, right? Like kind of being a 3D image. So I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your heart. I'm looking at your intuition. I'm looking at your logic. Like I want to see you as clearly as possibly can, like this three-dimensional being that you are and kind of holographically make this model of you, right? So, so I'm asking questions to engage that deeper kind of core inside of you. Um, and also I really want you to see yourself. So I, I think that I ask questions that help people to assess who they are because maybe they've never been asked or maybe they just never have thought about it. Um, yeah, but I, I want to see, I want to see them fully. Yeah. Have you ever been like really uncomfortable on a date? I mean, it sounds like you're really open to a lot of things, but have you ever been like, yeah, we're, we're stopping this, you know? Um, no, I've never been, I've never had a bad date. Like there's, I mean, there's been dates where they're just like not my match or they're not engaged like with the date. Um, I will say that showing up late is usually like a really good way to make me feel not valued. Right. And mm -hmm. so I had a, I had a guy the other day that showed up 30 minutes late and didn't call and didn't text. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, that, that doesn't put me in a really good space. And I don't, I think we should reschedule because I'm not going to be fully present because I'm feeling devalued already. So, so, um, but that, I mean, but no, no one's ever said anything weird or that I think has made me uncomfortable. I, I feel comfortable pretty much always. <laughs> yeah. So the late thing is a pretty big, I have a big issue with that too, with people being really late and not on, you know, not taking, you know, the, the whole time element, you know, the currency of time. And valuing people's right. time. And I think, I think sometimes people think, especially in like relationships or whatever, dating with people that they're like, well, you know, whatever, people are late all the time, you know, and like I was, you know, they're rushing here and there, time management not, is not good. But would you say that's one of the really big pillars of dating that you really need to pay attention to is being on time? Yeah, I think that, you know, it just starts everything off on the wrong foot. Like if you're showing someone that you don't value their time as a human, whether it's like us meeting for a podcast, right? Or a business meeting or a date, I'm yeah. going to be on time. I'm going to be early and I'm going to show you that I value you, your work and I value your space and your time and, and the entity that you are. If that's not what we're doing as humans, then we're already not really connecting on that level. Right. Right. Yeah. So in the coaching, so tell me, so you're, you're, you're gathering this data. Yeah. 
And what are you doing to, when you take that data to really provide that to people you're coaching? What is the best way that you're providing that to people? Um, so what's the application from your dating with people sure. and bringing that to other people? So everybody's different, right? And everybody that I coach is different. And for them, it's really assessing what limiting beliefs that they have that are holding them back from moving forward towards their dating goals, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily anything that I've experienced, uh, but it's their experiences and then how we kind of go about addressing their experiences, helping them to move forward. Um, I mean, there is a lot of things that I think that I gain knowledge-wise from dating, but the, the number one thing is just like allowing people to be seen and see them. And, um, and I kind of integrate that into how I coach people, right? Because I'm already in a space where I'm able to see them. And then I'm like, okay, so what about what I'm doing in my approach helps you to feel seen? And how do you want to cultivate that to allow other people to be seen, right? So it's, um, I, I guess it's, it's more of a passive model than anything else. I'm not directly telling anybody how to do anything. I'm like, what are you seeing? What do you think works? And then how do you want to use that? Now you're working with one person at a time groups of people what's the format so i do one-on-one -on -one coaching um but i also have a course that i just launched on how to date without dating apps and that is totally ready to go it's like offloaded on the internet it drips every week and you get daily email reminders to tell you to do the homework right because because there's some homework there's some i call it home play because it's fun um but there is some there's some homework involved and so um yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's all about like doing the internal work that kind of leads to the outside and then how to attract that, what you desire with your thoughts, feelings, and actions. So are you primarily working with people who are trying to get off of dating apps? Like they have a long history of being on these apps and they're like, man, I'm just sick of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and also I have some clients that are still on the apps and that's fine too. Um, it's, it's really about intentionality. So if you go in with the intention to a dating app and you're like, I just want to see what's out there, have some fun. And, you know, if I meet someone, then that's great. And if not, then that's great too. Um, setting those kinds of expectations seems to be a little bit healthier. Um, because if you go in like, like I need to find the one and I want to have babies yesterday, um, then right. each date becomes this like very intense, like, oh my God, is this the one? And then in, you're, you're kind of grilling them. Um, and that's not fun for anyone. That's not fun no. for you. That's not fun for them. It's not fun for the future child that you're trying to have. Right. Um, so I, I think that, you know, if you're using them in, in the way that's like a little bit more passive and just like expanding your social circle and maybe just meeting more individuals, practicing kind of dating dialogue, um, then that's a great way to use the apps. But I think trying to find the one and doing it in that, in that way, it, it feels like there's a lot of pressure there. And no one really feels like fully satisfied from each engagement. So did you kind of see this coming that people were being disenfranchised with dating apps? And I mean, it seems like, again, I've been married forever, so I don't know. But I hear people when I, I talk to a lot of people. Right. And apparently there's like 8 million dating apps. There's like very specified <laughs> things, you know, like I'm like wow, this seems like a minefield, like a crazy yeah. minefield of like ridiculous, crazy stuff. So did you see this coming? Like people are going to be 
disenfranchised with this at some point, and I want to enter this market that basically used to exist for a lot of people, which was dating without apps. That's right. Now it's big, like it's weird actually, full circle, you know? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not reinventing the wheel. No. I'm really just, uh, <laughs> that's what was funny to me. I'm like, wait um, a minute, you're doing this to teach people how to date without apps. You mean like stuff we used to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the problem with, uh, not, not the problem, but this, it, I call it a faux connection, like F A U X like connection, right? It's not, it's not real. It's fake. It's like this artificial ecosystem of online where you can be whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. And a lot of times people aren't really honest with who they actually are, right? Like catfishing exists and ghosting exists and, and, uh, and like just passively rejecting people. I mean, it happens all the time. And so in order to combat that, I was like, we need to get back to real connection, really engaging with humans in real life. <laughs> and then what does that look like? And how do you go about doing that, right? We're so used to our technology keeping us at this distance of real connection. So um, I go to a ton of different like networking events and meetup groups and um, like, because connection is real for me. And so I teach that, uh, of course, in my courses and also in my, in my day, like, my uh, my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, I talk to them about like, where are you going? Like, who are you engaging with? You know, I'll have clients that are like, I just never meet anyone, Dina. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, where do you go grocery shopping? And they're like, oh, I know I have that delivered. I'm like, okay, like, where do you get coffee? Like, oh no, I make coffee in the morning. Like, so you're not leaving your house, not ever. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not leaving my house. I'm like, so you know that people aren't just gonna come over and be like, I'm here. <laughs> Like I'm come ready date, to date me, now. date me. Right. <laughs> and if they did, then that's kind of scary and, creepy, and man. maybe change your looks. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so it's getting yourself out there, right. Being in more places and actually connecting with more people and starting a dialogue and not just to date, but just a dialogue. Like when I'm in line at Starbucks, like I am talking to everyone. I was like, tell me about your life. Like, You're that person, Dina. Dina's that person. She's like, oh my, she's the I'm butterfly that, out that there, person, you know. That person the bus that talks to people on the CTA, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. She's on Dina's the person like you sit down on an airplane and she sits next to you and she wants to know everything about you. You start asking all these questions <laughs> and stuff. I love those people actually. Like I'm not quite like that, but I will like ask questions and try to be like, but I love people who are like outwardly themselves, you know, and yeah. like unapologetically themselves. Yep. And uh, I, I, and I actually read this uh, research article on stat that like people actually want to be talked to, like in those situations, more pe more than often than not, they actually want you to talk to them. Actually. Yeah. I feel like I can read people pretty well. If like they want to engage with me, I'll engage back. But if they don't, if they put their headphones in and they put their like little sleeping pillow on and their eye mask, I'm not like, um, excuse me, um, I want <laughs> to talk, talk to you. To me. <laughs> you better talk to me. <laughs> Tell me what your life is like. No. <laughs> They're like, she's invading <laughs> my space. <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad too, because I have no bubble. Like I, like I will be fully touching someone and I won't even recognize. Are you like it. a close face talker? Are you one of those people? I don't think so. I think I. You don't I, think like, so. Pretty... <laughs> oh no. You said you don't think so. That means you don't know. 
I think you might be. I think you actually might be. You're a toucher. I know somebody like you completely. She does. She actually does the blonde streak in my hair, and she and oh, she starts her. touching me the minute I sit in the chair, and it's like a little caress here, it's a touch there. But oh man, oh you know what we should do, and it's just touchy, touchy, and I'm like, oh, you're a close talker. You're you're a touchy person. Oh yeah, I touch. I like everyone. it actually. I actually like. It. I think it's great. You know. I, I do ask so I ask people I'm like hey listen I talk with my hands and I touch people a lot is that something that you're comfortable with because some people aren't right people have told me like oh no I don't like to be touched and I'm like great I will keep my hands here because I know I will try she will try but it's gonna be hard man <laughs> it's gonna be- yeah, like I just like have to keep them folded or else like it's all over you need like one of those jackets just like strap your arms in so <laughs> yes. you can't touch people yes. when they don't want it yeah. Maybe they're like, look, but don't touch, but touch when I'm not looking. Maybe it's one of those things, you know, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, you know? So would you say like, are you talking to, well, are you doing coaching for like, is it more millennials? Is it um, Gen Xers? Is it older? Like who's, what's the demographic? Yeah. So my, m- most of my demographic is between 30 and 50. Um, and they're people that are looking for their forever partner. Um, they want to start families. They want to have uh, a base pair, you know, um, but they're looking for something a little bit more serious and a little bit more elevated. Um, and they, and they feel pretty like fed up with what they've been trying and not being successful. So that's kind of my target. Interesting. Very interesting. It's, I, I think it's just this interesting dichotomy between finding somebody a forever partner and then dating like a lot and gathering. You're like a dating researcher. Like you're actually doing the research yourself. Like you're you are the subject. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When did you hatch that idea, by the way? Was it just like I'm doing it anyway, so I might as well just, you know, make this research? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm doing it yes. anyways. Like I love dating. So yeah. I'm not just make it like I'm I have a science degree. So I think it's like my natural brain of, of like wanting to like collect data and be a scientist and then also pairing that with my natural love to just like have fun and meet people and like go out and date. Yeah. You're like using you're like basically I'm gonna take the scientific method and make it really fun and exciting with that. Exactly. <laughs> I love that's amazing. I love that. I feel like my life's kind of like that. I enjoy science and stuff, but I want to have like the best time when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I want to have like the best time I could have in that moment. Like just blow it up, have good times and just enjoy it. You know? Love that. I so love I that. don't know, man. It's just a lot, you know, it's too, uh, life is, can be fleeting, you know, to be boring. I don't know. I <laughs> just, you know, yeah, have yeah. some good times out there, whatever that is, you know, in a in a positive way. You know, I think it's it's good to be excited about and passionate about those things. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I like I wake up happy every day. I wake up at five, and I'm like, whoa, joyous whoa. immediately. You're like, uh, I'm you like, know, it is. <laughs> you get up, you're like, I'm up. I've pumped pumped out of bed. I'm here. What are we gonna do today, man? Yeah. 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 Like, I don't, I don't like stay in bed and think like, oh, I should get up and I should go get coffee. Like if my eyes are are, are open, I am already out of bed and going to make coffee. Interesting. Very interesting. You're just like ready to get pumped up. You're ready to go at it. 
All day, every day. All day, every day. I like that all day. So do you never have times where you're just like not like that? Like there's got to be sometimes, maybe here and there. It's super rare. Um, I'm like pretty energetic pretty much always. And uh, I, w- I would say that it's super rare for me to not be energetic. I think uh, like the other day when someone was late to pick me up and I was like feeling like not energetic about that. I was feeling frustrated or like devalued. Um, it took me like 20 minutes it's to like reassess like okay i'm feeling devalued in this moment why do i feel this way and why am i allowing this person to have this power over my mood and over my energy and then being like nope i'm gonna release that i don't need that anymore so i think it's like pretty rare if i'm not energetic and i'm very cognizant of it and then address it and then move on right where'd you get this from where do you think that comes from it's just naturally you or has there been some other work that you've done to kind of develop this so I was raised um, in like a pretty like loving hippie household where my parents were like pretty hands off. You know, they're like, you can solve your own problems. You can be your own person. You can practice whatever spiritual practice you want to practice. Like you are your own entity and whatever you decide for yourself is perfect for you. And I think being raised that way, like in that kind of like really powerful, like, hands off like you do whatever you want and like you're gonna have the repercussions of your choices and whatever that looks like we're just gonna love you no matter what like you can do whatever you want in whatever capacity and we're just gonna love you I think that made me really uh like first take a lot of ownership over my life and then second just be in a space of loving for everybody else wherever they were at on their journey right because it's all different and everyone has a different role and a different purpose and a different like way of being and all of them are perfect, right? Why not just love every single entity for who they are and where they're at in life? If it's your choice, why not love everyone, you know? Right. So how do you... um approach talking about dating and sex with clients? I mean, is that a large part of what people talk about or, and the discussion about dating or finding forever partners, is that an area that you discuss with them? I wish that my clients talked to me more about sex. Um, I think it is such a big part of dating, but it's, it's all client driven. So whatever they want to talk about is what we talk about. Um, and it's never like my agenda or anything that I bring up, not ever. But I'm like always open to talking about literally every facet of human existence and how we interact with one another. Yeah. I mean, what are your views on that in dating and sex? Um, I'm a very sex positive coach. I think people should engage in consensual sex whenever they want, however they want, as long as it's just like want what you want and just be really transparent about it like hi I'm Dina and this is what I'd like to do you know um I just I just think like owning owning who you are and being able to just express that is really beautiful like sex is a part of life like enjoy it agreed actually this lady that I just talked to Lori Beth uh, Bisbee who's on the same side as us on spot I guess on there she's awesome and I her interviewed whole- with her Oh, she's awesome, man. She's got she's got a whole other stuff going on. It's pretty crazy. I like it. <laughs> but, I love her. But she was talking about sexual, you know, relationships and being upfront, having communication. 
about yeah. what you want yeah. and desire sexually and not waiting around after the fact to try to have these discussions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's important to just be transparent about what it is that you want. And that starts with being really honest with yourself, right? Like recognizing what actually makes you feel good or what you desire and what you like. And so that's the first step is like the awareness part. And that can be done through mindfulness or meditation or self-exploration. And then taking that and then sharing it with someone else and being like, these are the things that I enjoy. And I know this, like, I, I, I want to cultivate more of this and explore more of this. Um, yeah, I think that's beautiful. All about it. What's the future of your business? Like what's in a, in a sense, what I mean is, you know, in a larger, maybe philosophical question, where are we headed with dating? You know, I had a lady on who talked about the history of dating. It was like a great history lesson of dating that, and, that's and cool. it was amazing like i'm like wow this is like the history like actual historical aspect of dating what's the future of dating so i think the future of dating is um going to be steering more towards non-monogamy or um more polyamorous, polyamorous relationships. relationships yeah yeah um and uh and and, I, and the reason that i say that is that people are recognizing that um, you know, there is such a high divorce rate and there is so much cheating and there is so many um, non, uh, non-monogamous couples out there that are really enjoying the benefits of like being together as a base pair, but still being able to explore their sexuality. And so not tying sexuality in with um, marriage, right? Like allowing that person to explore whatever they want to explore and just supporting them in their exploration. Um I think that that's kind of where it's trending and uh and yeah and it, and not that's not to say that monogamy is never going to exist but it it just feels as if it's trending towards that are you hearing that from people uh like the feedback you're getting or like in your in your research or working with people that they want to explore that yeah i think uh the more the more like the more clients and the more diverse clients i talk to it seems like a lot more people want to explore that than, uh, and then, and there's like a lot of like, still like packaged, like shame around that, like that they shouldn't want to explore that. They they shouldn't have those thoughts or that it's wrong or bad or, um, and, and really just like allowing them to express how they want to feel and just say like, it's okay for you to feel how you want to feel and just express yourself honestly and openly. And like, I see you and I, and I, I want you to know that it's okay for you to want what you want. Um, and then giving them that space, right. To truly just be authentically themselves. And if that's what they want, then that's beautiful. And they should absolutely do that as long as everybody knows, right. Transparency. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think I have seen that. I think that is becoming certainly a trend. I wonder though about the communication of that with people. If uh, I saw this really good um, show on Netflix, it was called Wanderlust. It was like a series. Mm. It was basically about this this couple who had been married a long time, and they decided to I mean, basically have different sexual partners. You know, stay married. And uh, and I thought, yeah, you know, it sounds like there's more of that going on. But then it also, I thought, was really interesting that they explored how 
the feelings started getting involved. So it was like, yeah, let's just do this. I want to do this sexually. But then like that, that the one of the partners started having really, they fell in love with the other person they were having sex with. That wasn't their spouse. Mm -hmm. And I feel like on some of that could be messy. If you don't, if there's not a discussion like, Hey, there's a real possibility that this could happen. And what does that mean for the other person? You know what I mean? So my thoughts about it are this. If you truly love someone, right? Like you want their happiness above everything else. Then if, if there's someone else that makes them happy, why wouldn't you want that for them? If you truly love them unconditionally, only wanted their happiness above anything, then you want that for them. You, you would see that and you would see them and you would know that you don't need to be the source of their joy and happiness, that it can be someone else and that's okay it takes a lot of confidence right yeah <laughs> In yourself. and uh and like it it sounds it sounds kind of hard but i think that it it actually can be real and it can be realistic and i think it it kind of minimizes that ownership right because we don't own other humans sure right in that space we're just allowing them to have whatever pleasure they want to have and seek whatever they want to seek and feel whatever they want to feel and loving them no matter what. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. Your point of view, it fascinates me. I, I would say my pushback slightly would be that I think that people are messy, you know, and a lot of times, like, I think sometimes we say we want that, like we might say that would be great, you know, that I love that person so much that if they find somebody else, it sounds good. It sounds like that's an ideal thing if you had this overarching theme. But a part of me thinks the reality of that could be very messy too. It's not going to be perfect, I think, in that feeling. I think there'd be a lot of messiness because people are extremely messy <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. So I think there may be some of that, you know, but I also think there's the other reality that it could be could be could be nasty you know people could get really ugly with each other you know even they may have intended to for it to be that way but the reality of it might actually be very difficult i don't i don't know i'm just thinking of both sides of it you know i think that people already are pretty ugly towards each other that's like, true they'll speak on each other or they'll go behind the other person's back and they'll say something hurtful and I think that this this approach, this like kind of polyamorous approach tends to be a little bit more forthcoming and honest. And if someone else is hurt because of it, that's just another opportunity for dialogue, right? Like, what about this is hard for you? Like, why does this hurt you? Like, how can yeah. we go about this in a way that's going to be beneficial for both of our growth? And like, how do we have this other person be involved? And how do we support? I, I don't know. I think there's actually a lot of really cool opportunities for growth and learning through every single process, whether it's messy or clean or whatever. It's, yeah, of course. It's all part of it. Actually, I had a conflict resolu resolution and mediator on here. And, you know, was we were talking about like looking at conflict as, as a propulsion in a sense that you know a lot of people's view of conflict is like oh it's terrible i don't want to do this but in many ways conflict is it's it's jet fuel it pushes you forward it is uh electricity um it's the ignition and it's how you view it um what's interesting you know what's what's interesting about you dina very interesting you i'm, I'm like all right i'm gonna push her on this a little bit you know and you're, you, you knew exactly where you wanted to go with that. You're like, nope, I, I know how to handle this. <laughs> you know, 
I know how to handle this. I know this is what I think how this and for some, not like I'm trying to push on you like, oh, let me make this controversial. It's not that. I'm just trying to look at different points of view at it, you know. Of course. I'm, I'm all about it. But you're very com <laughs> you were very confident about yeah. that. And I thought that was um that was really good actually. It was really good. That's uh you probably you are a lot of fun. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I, I've heard that, like, uh, that's some feedback I've gotten. Now, let me ask you something. Now I'm getting really curious. So where would you say is the best place to have a date? Does it matter? Or is it the standard dinner thing? Or do you recommend people to be, like, indifferent, like, like physical activity? Or what do you what do you think? I think do whatever um, is fun for you. I know you're going to say that. Because if you're in a fun space, <laughs> <laughs> then then you're going to have more fun, right? So if it's fun for you to go make jewelry, go make jewelry. If it's fun for you to jump on trampolines, go jump on trampolines. If it's fun for you to have wine and have really deep intellectual conversation, then do that. But I think that whoever's setting the date, and it could be, and I, I don't believe in gender rules, right? Like I think anybody could set the date. A lot of times I set the date because I know what's fun for me. Um, like whoever sets the date, do something that that is fully fun and engaging for them and then allow this other person to be a part of it, right? And then you guys can take turns kind of sharing each other's worlds back and forth. So you said you normally set the date. Is, is, I do. Do you think that's common for a lot of um, uh, women to set the date or men or, you know, same, same men and men, you know, just different genders, whatever. Right. Like what's the, is that, what's more common from what you've seen? Um, I think that whoever like is the most dominant in that situation mm. will usually like just take charge and do it. Um, and that, yeah, it could be any gender, honestly. I think it's it's me because I I date so much and I and I and I know what I want to do. I'm very confident in what I want to experience that night or that day or whatever. And so a lot of times I just said it because I'm like, this is what I want to do right now. If you want to be a part of it, you should definitely come. And if not, then I'm still going to be doing that thing. Dominant Dina is gonna set the state, the stage here. She ain't messing around, man. <laughs> Dominant Dina, you go where I tell you to go. <laughs> do you ever I go mean, on like? Do you ever go on like another date with the same person, or is it always kind of a different deal? No, I'll do second dates sometimes, and like. And, and like, you know, sometimes I'll see people for a, a while, but because I'm not, I'm not looking to be anyone's like main partner. I think eventually they like will find someone, you know, and I'm always really encouraging of that. I'm like, you should find someone who is like your person um, if that's kind of what they're looking for. And I think I kind of encourage and coach and uh, I'm always coaching, honestly. So um even when they're like, oh, I met someone. I'm like, oh, my gosh, tell me everything. Like, tell me about them. Like, how do we how do we make this happen? Right. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, just I, I can't dial it down. Like the coach is like there constantly. Yeah. How do you go about um, finding people for dates for you? I mean, you're I'm going to imagine you're not using dating apps or you are like now I'm curious right. about that. I'm not. Um, I go to a lot of meetups. So I go to a lot of science meetups because that's what I like. So like quantum mechanics meetups and tech meetups. And um, I love nerdy men. So that's usually uh. where I'm at. I like to put myself in places they exist. <laughs> this is fantastic, <laughs> by the way. 
<laughs> You're just you. Post, I'm giving a talk on February 10th at Nerd Night. That's right, Nerd Night. Nerd Night. And uh, I'm doing a talk called Dating with Scrum, which is uh, Scrum is what software developers use. It's a mm. agile methodology framework that developers use to develop software. And I've integrated it into a dating model. And so I share this with all of the nerdy men in the audience. And then, you know, usually they approach me to ask questions. And that's, that's when I strike. <laughs> that's when you strike. So what's the move? What, what's, the, <laughs> what's, what's the Dana move for the date? Is it like, hey, we need to go out. Let's, let's hang out. Let's get to know each other. What's the, what's the move? Yeah, I'm usually like, you know, if you have any more questions, you should text me. And then I'll be like, let me see your phone and I'll put my number in it. So I think a little bit aggressive is <laughs> probably little bit. my move. Yeah, a little, a little bit aggressive. Like, what was the most aggressive you've been with that? The most aggressive? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm always, I'm always pretty aggressive. I'm like, I think you're beautiful. We should absolutely hang out more. Um, like, I, I, I'm, like, not shy about compliments. I'm very, I'm very forward. I think I'm... I'm very direct, and then sometimes it makes people nervous. But all right, let's just see where this goes, right? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a time that, that I can think of that's the most aggressive. Do you find Always that other people aggressive. do that to you? Like to say a guy's like, "Oh, Dana, you're beautiful." Like I would, I just want to, I want to love to take you out on a date, and like, do you like that or no? Um, I think I probably would like that. I don't know if I'd give them the opportunity to get there first. Oh. Like, I'm already there. And so, like, hi, I like you, and we should do this. And they're like, you know, um, so I don't, I, yeah, I don't, because like, I don't wait for them to approach me. <laughs> like, what was that? They're like, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They're always like, oh, my God. <laughs> there she comes. I, I imagine, like, Dina, she's like, this. she's at this nerd night. She's like in the back of the room and she's like a, she's like Jaws, the shark. And she's looking around. She's like that one right there. He doesn't know it, but he's going out on a date with me. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah of course. I would, yeah. I would say Jaws is probably pretty accurate. Right. You're like, it's like, dun 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 Dina. There she goes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine, honestly, if that was like, if, like if I was single, you know, and back in the day, if, if a woman came up to me, was that forward? It would like blow me away. I'd be like, who are you? Like, yeah. Yeah. That or they're like terrified of me. Right. Really? Um, which happens. Like, what or is that? Like, what is that like? They're terrified of you? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like they're like really intimidated. They're like, that's, that's so intimidating or so intense or so scary you know, to be like sought after, um, I think, because men are used to being, you know, in like a, an, a hetero relationships, like men are used to being the hunters, right? It's and women heteronormative are used to relationship. being hunted. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, what was that? Like a hetero, it's a very normal heteronormative kind of thing. Right. Where the man is the right. kind of the leader and he is the aggressor, you know? Right. And, um, and then for me to be like the hunter, it can be like a little bit intimidating for them. They're like, oh my gosh. Like I am now the prey item, you know, um, but I'm all about it. I'm like, I, I, I ferociously hunt. So, yeah, <laughs> this is turning into like an animal planet episode or something. It's like a Nat Geo episode. 
It's like Dina at night. You know, they have this one on Netflix where it's like animals at night. See the huge world that animals have at night. And now it's Dina at night. Yeah, I mean, my degree is zoology, so that makes sense. Are you serious? That's yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. I think your whole thing, like I'm thinking, okay, dating and stuff. I think your whole being in existence is the most interesting thing about it. Your, your movements, your prowling. We're going to make this all animal like here. You know, you're, yeah. you're, uh, you know, like the animal, like starts shaking its tail and I'm like, you see us in cats and they, they're about to pounce on something. They start shaking their hind parts and stuff. Then they pounce. Yeah. Sounds like you from what you're telling me. It does, it does actually. Yeah. Sounds very accurate. Scary accurate. <laughs> Scary accurate. Wow. That's amazing. Actually. I, I love that you had that confidence though. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people have asked me, like, oh, have you ever been rejected? And I'm like, probably. But I honestly just, like, don't remember or care because I've moved on so quickly that I just, like, don't even register it. I'm like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry. You're like, it, it probably happened. I don't, I don't even know. I just was like whiplash. I don't know. It's, right. <laughs> I moved on so quickly. I was like, boom, here yeah. we go again, you know. <laughs> amazing i don't think i've met anybody like you before it's crazy <laughs> i'm sure people say that they're like i don't know anybody like dina <laughs> like, that's true i've heard that as well that is another form of feedback that i've heard yes i think it's good feedback actually i think you seem like you're literally just yourself like the most authentic version of yourself and i think that's always a big thing for me is I want people to be their authentic version of themselves. Don't hide who you are. It's going to come out anyways right. at some point. Right. Yep. Somebody's going to find out about you. Yeah. You might as well just get it out there. You know. I think I spent so long tr trying to like fit that package of that mold of like being, you know, um, this monogamous. Like I just am. I'm serious, and I want people to respect me and love me, and and think that I'm perfect, and I and I want to fit this this little framework that I think society wants me to be. And then eventually I was like, fuck the framework. Um, I am, yeah. I am me. Like, I'm just going to do that. And if people love me, then great. And if they don't, then that's fine too. Oh, you can't please everybody. I mean, you just, you just should be yourself, you know, and it sounds like that you're one of the most real, honest people. I think I've, I've always have a lot of very honest people on here, but like, I feel like you're like, you waved the flat, the Dina flag, though. That flag, you need like a flag. <laughs> you're just like, Dina, <laughs> you know, just, you know, like some animal signs on it or something. <laughs> you know, like the blinking, this is some blinking stuff. This is blinking, you know, it's just, you know. I love it. Like, you're, you're, you, your whole thing is very uh, forward, like face forward. It's like, Yep. You're you're getting in here. You're like this is me, this is me. Yep. Take it or leave it. No, seriously, me. it's truth. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but you're but you're organized. Like you like even yesterday. You're like you know. Hey, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's. Like confirming what we're doing. You're, it's not. I think yep. sometimes people 
kind of like yourself get this rap of not being serious you know like well you know they're so out and all over the place and doing this they're not organized or something you know i i don't get that at all from you i get a very organized intelligent on top of things person but also very woo let's go yeah it's a it's a lot of balance right so like i do have to keep like a pretty um pretty strict calendar right because i do date so much that uh you know i have like my dating calendar i have my coaching calendar i have my uh my gym calendar right so everything is like color coordinated and i'm i'm very aware of all of the people that i'm seeing at all times and what i'm doing and how i'm showing up um that's the part of being present right so i do meditate each morning bring myself into the moment into the present moment and then that present person is brought into each new situation so it's always me all the time always present but then focused yeah on what's happening what's the most amount of dates you've done in a week um last week i did 10 10 different Whoa. dates wow is it like you so you're doing that if you're doing 10 in a week then there has to be some that are on the same day right yeah absolutely interesting how does that work morning it's and like, lunch dates or lunch oh dates. i see i see interesting and what's the average what's the general average of dates per week that's that's average okay what about for the regular, just anybody who's just like out there dating? Is there statistics on how often people are dating in general these days? Oh, I think probably one a week would be, or like one every other week is probably what most people would do. Oh, I would say my clients do about one. I, I usually push them to do one a week. Okay. Do you ever like up that frequency and say, hey, you need to date a little more often? No. Because it's whatever is like comfortable for them in their schedule. You know, if, if dating isn't already something that you really enjoy and really love, you're not going to prioritize it very high. And you're probably going to have some resistance around it, maybe some feelings of non-positivity. And I always want to keep people positive and moving forward. And so if that's something that's a little bit of a struggle for them, I'm not going to over push that. Right? I'm just going to support them in whatever it is that their goals are, but maybe push them a little. Right. Like uh, if they don't date at all, then one a week is probably going to be a push for them, but also probably really good. Right. I feel like I've, um, I've learned some very key things today. Very key. Dina, what was your, your takeaway? <laughs> what was your takeaway? Give me some feedback. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very happy to give you some feedback. I'm very transparent with stuff. Uh, I think, um, one, I think your approach is very modern. It's a very modern uh, dating approach. Um, even though you're you're finding people, like you're coaching people to have like forever partners, you're also kind of like, hey, listen, but we'll be flexible too here. If you want it to be more of a polyamorous deal, more you want to date a ton, like you're just you're you're kind of a flexible dating coach. It feels like, you know. Yep. Uh, one, two. You've definitely made it clear you're a tremendous amount of fun. I mean, I want to hang out with you. I mean, I, I don't want to hang out with just anybody. Because I'm kind of like you. Like I, But for me, like, I want to have the best time. Like, I want to, like, blow it up. I want to have great times. And uh, that's not always everybody's thing, you know? Like, sure. it's kind of like, eh, just, you know, it's kind of, kind of dampening thing. You seem like you're, like, on rocket fuel all the time, you know? And uh, it's interesting to me. 
uh, you seem you're very dominant. Also, that's the term dominant uh, Dina. I, I don't know why. I just get flashing dominant Dina, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's in a bad way. Like, I feel like sometimes people are dominant and it's very off putting. It's like very rude. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. very aggressive in a rude way. You're like happy dominant. <laughs> just kind of like, I'm forward in a good way and I'm having fun and I want to, I'll set the date. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. You know, kind of thing. It's not what I'm used to. <laughs> a lot of people, you know. <laughs> I'm like aggressively loving. You're aggressively loving. Yeah. I, I'd much rather have people who are more like that than like passive aggressive or just being an asshole completely. You know, like it's just, I want to be around people who are just fun. Good times. I like responsibility. I love responsibility. I love Same. good etiquette you know, yeah. and education, but, you know, I, I also want to be, I want to be immature too, sometimes, you know, I want to be a degenerate here and there. It's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> balance. It's all about balance. Why, right. I mean, I, my buddies and I, it's funny when they come and visit me and I visit them in Las Vegas, I'm like, you know, we're maturing, but I hope we don't mature too much. You know, like, yeah. I want the license to be kind of dumb here and there, you know? Right. I think it's fine. Playful. Playful. There yeah. you go. Playful. Well, I've really enjoyed um, speaking with you, Dina. Um, you have you a very know. interesting perspective. Thank you. And I can't wait for people to hear this. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. You definitely have a different approach. And I think that's what people like about my podcast is very different people who bring a different mentality. And, and it's the truth. Dating is very important in life and meeting people. And I think people are so fixed on these dating apps and tenders and stuff that I hear from. And I'm like, this seems weird to me, man. Honestly, yeah. you know. Yeah. So Dina's bringing back something that humans have done forever. <laughs> sexy back. Yeah. She's no, bringing his sexy sure. back. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time, Dina. I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be in touch, okay? Yes. All right. Thanks. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. How about we heat things up tonight? Ooh, how so? Get a little fresh, add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback.